Welcome to the Mile High Five podcast. My name is Carl Jensen, and I'm here with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington. And we have a very special guest today. We are actually at Campify this weekend, and we happen to have the founder of Campify, Stephen, here with us. Hello, Stephen. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, th thank you so much. Uh, so I think what we want to do today is talk a little bit about what Campify is, uh, how long you've been at it for, and uh, yeah, we'll see where that conversation takes us. Uh, what, when did you get the idea for Campify? What was the idea, and when was your first one? So I had the idea of Camp FI. It sort of evolved from another idea. Uh, I attended a Camp Mustache up in Seattle in 2016, and basically that is a um, retreat put together by people who uh, are fans of the Mr. Money Mustache blog, and uh, I was one of those. And so I went there, checked it out, had a great time, and I thought, man, this is uh, this is a, such a good experience. We need to have more available um, for people throughout the country to be able to have this experience. Um, at the time, it was just one camp. Uh, I think it was 50 people once a year. So um, I just felt like here I am, this, this guy in Georgia, down in the southeast, having to go to the top left corner of the country to uh, get this type of experience. And uh, maybe we can bring that experience down to the southeast. And so I asked the organizers there, hey, can I, can I, uh, can I put on a camp mustache in the southeast? And they were super supportive and they said, absolutely. So we did that in January of 2017. I put on Camp Mustache Southeast. We had 38 awesome people show up. I uh, had no idea what I was doing at the time. I was having an accounting background. I had never organized a event like that. Um, so uh, it was a success. People enjoyed it. And afterwards, uh, I was like, man, you know, you, know, you have one in the Northwest. We have one in the Southeast. How do we get this to be even more accessible to other regions of the country? And so uh, Emma, who was one of the um, original organizers for Camp Mustache at the time, she she was supportive. And so she, she thought it was a great idea. Um, but it's a, quite an undertaking. And so when, when we floated the idea to um, kind of spread Camp Mustaches throughout the country, uh, they really didn't uh, feel like they wanted to take that on. And so a few months later, I just changed the name and, and took it on myself and made it Camp FI. Um, so really, it's not just focused. Now, it's not focused on uh, for people who are just followers of the Mr. Money Mustache blog. It could be anyone on their path to financial independence. And uh, so I just kind of took it on and myself. And now we have camps in Florida, Virginia, um, Colorado here, here in Colorado Springs, uh, Texas, Midwest and California. So I'm trying to, uh, I think the Northwest and the Northeast are the two regions that we have not uh, expanded to yet. Okay. I, was that 2017 one? Was that the one I was at? I think I, I, the first one I ever went to was one in Florida. It was either 2017 or 2018. I don't, I, I don't remember. I was, I think I was at one of the first ones. Was it, did you have it for two weeks at that time? Was it in two no, weeks? No, the one you went to first was 2018. Ah, uh, Okay. Yeah, and we did have two weekends in, down in Florida that weekend. Okay, cool. And what was your original – the format hasn't changed much. Can you tell the listeners what the format of Campify is? Because whenever I hear people talking about it, or often when I hear people talking about it on Facebook or whatever, it seems like people have the wrong idea. I always hear people – there's two things I hear. People say it's 
just for bloggers? I'm just a reader. Can I come to this? Or is it just for people who create content? And the other thing I hear is this misconception that it's just a bunch of people coming around to talk about index funds for like three days or something like that. And both those things don't sound, don't sound like fun ideas and they are not what Campify is. So can you tell us a little bit more about what a, a weekend is like and what the format is like at Campify? Yeah. So my, the purpose for me for Campify is um, it's a community builder. Um, so, so it's designed in a way where we do uh, learn information kind of in a formal way in some parts during the, the camp. So uh, we'll have a few, maybe four to six formal presentations. I say formal, but it's, it's informal, formal. Everybody gets together in, uh, in one room and listens to a speaker uh, for about an hour. Um, so that we have four to six of those every camp. And uh, the rest of the time is just downtime. You know, I think a lot of people sort of in this community identify as introverts. And so we like our downtime. You know, we like our alone time. We don't want to fill every second up um, with social interaction. So, and some of us do, but so I really try to incorporate a lot of downtime. So that's where the magic happens. It's uh, the, the conversations when you're sitting around the table on the patio and uh, you're just talking about life. And and you said a lot of people that you see kind of think it's just a lot of people talking about uh, index funds. A lot of those types of things we sort of already agree on. So there's really not much to talk about mm -hmm. in, in that space here. Um, granted, there are people who come to these, these things like they, they, the attendees, they, uh, they, they, they stretch, they, they could be anywhere on their financial journey. So it could be someone who their friend just told them about them and they know nothing about, uh, or they're just getting into being intentional with their finances. And then there are people who could be already retired and, and, and know it all, but not know it all, but you know, like they're just here mainly for the community and not really just uh, to learn the nuts and bolts of the process. So, because we tend to sort of agree on, a, on sort of the broad um, aspects of a typical financial independence journey, we're not sitting around talking about index funds. Um, that's really not a, a, an interesting conversation for us because it's something we kind of already agree on. So we might be talking about like a business that we're starting or want to start or our kids or just uh, things that... I just realized I'm looking at you the whole time. So, yeah, I'm here Sorry. too. Yeah. Oh, hey, how's it going? Um, but, you know, it's just a lot of other things that are important in life that we talk about. And, uh, like, for me, I take advantage of that because it's, there's very uh, – it's not very often that we are surrounded by kind of a lot of people who think similarly to the way we do about life. And it's not just about money, but just about life in general. And, um, you know, if you have a crazy idea, this is the group – to share it with because you're going to get 65 positive responses, you know, like how you can do it. You're not going to get 65 negative responses of reasons why you can't do it or why it's a bad idea. So it's just the mindset of this community is completely different um, than your typical uh, like general probably surroundings in everyday life. So if, uh, if you want to unplug from sort of everyday life for a nice retreat, three, uh, three days, Usually it's from a, well, it's always been from a Friday to a Monday. Um, Saturday and Sunday are kind of the meat of the event. And enjoy some downtime in a, usually a natural, beautiful natural setting with some cool people. And uh, then, then maybe this this would be a good experience for you. Yeah. A couple thoughts I have on, on what you said, and you can comment on this or not. 
But uh, let's see, there are two things I want to say, and they have left my mind. They will come back in a second. Oh, okay, I know what I was going to say. Sorry. Uh, if I had to guess, I would guess that most of the attendees of these things would identify as introverts, but this is my fifth one. And if that is the case, and I think it is the case, you'll never see so many introverts acting like extroverts because uh, I'm old. I go to bed early. I'm in bed at like uh, 10, but I know there's people up till 4 a.m. playing board games or I don't I don't know what those people are doing till 4, but I'm too old for that kind of stuff. But it's kind of like a a big fun weekend party. And I think the reason why that is, you, you alluded to it a little bit, Stephen, is that we all have the money stuff in common and that acts as a filter. So people who have that in common tend to have a lot of other things in common. And the way I think about introverts is we probably are introverts. We're probably uncomfortable around most people, but when we're around our people, and I don't want to sound too judgmental, I'm not trying to say anyone else is bad or good, but right. when you've got that as a filter, you're going to have a lot of other stuff in common. And all of a sudden, you're with people who don't want to talk about the local sports team or zombie TV shows or any of that stuff. You can get right to the meetup thing. And there's people who, within two minutes of it, are like, yeah, my net worth is this. And I want to go to Ecuador and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, really? I want to go there, too. Let's talk about that. And you see these conversations that normally it might take people – I don't know, a long time to get to. And within minutes, they're getting down to business and everyone's all smiles and talking about where they're going to next or they're showing their camper van that they built out. And yeah, these, these have been great weekends. This is my fifth one and I hope I get to go to many more. And this is my my first one. And it's been really awesome. Carl let me know that it was going on. And one thing, I, I never went to summer camp. So did you guys go to summer camp as kids? I did. I never did. Okay. Yeah, we didn't do it in Georgia for some reason, I guess. So never went to summer camp, but it has that vibe. So you go and you check in and you don't know who you're going to room with. But well, I rode down with someone and then we changed the uh, the assignment. So I ended up staying with someone I know, which I guess, is that common? That people change it on the fly? Yeah. No. Okay. So anyway, exception, we, we, we did that, which was, which was, uh, fine. He's, we're old guys. So it was good. We went to bed <laughs> early and everything and we, we have our earplugs and every, everything was good. We snore. So it was fine. Um, but it's been amazing and I am introverted as well. And it is more comfortable, although I have to say, uh, typically in the mornings, I spend a couple hours waking up before I have to talk to anyone. So it was different. It only took about a day to adjust, but it was awesome having coffee, just talking about life, like you said, on the patio with you know eight to ten people as as folks filtered in. So it's been amazing. Now I'm, I'm curious. Mm -hmm. It sounded like you had not done any event planning before. I know there's lots of nuts and bolts and whatever, 36 people are relying on you for that first one. So as time has gone on, what refinements have you made? How did you adjust from, you know, the, the first one to whatever you're on now, like 30 or something like that? So yeah, what, what changes have you made to make it better? Um, yeah, so the first, the first one that we I did, again, was in January of 2017, and we had six speakers. Um, and so one of the, I, I, told, I asked the speakers, I said, you have an hour. To, to discuss whatever your topic, topic is. And one of the refinements that I've done since then was um, as I've asked them to uh, reduce the amount of their time for their talk. So from an hour, just, just a vague instruction of, hey, you have an hour, let's fill it however you want to do it, to kind of ask them if they would do an uninterrupted 20-minute talk and then follow it with you know the 40 minutes 
of Q&A. And that seems to have worked better. People can kind of maintain their attention a little bit longer. I mean, um, a little. it's harder to maintain your attention for very long, even as adults. Um, and so I think that helped. And also for like video, if we're going to, if we're going to record the talk, you know, it's a lot less editing. If we ever get around to editing, I have so much raw material for, uh, all these talks and everything that we've recorded over the years. I just don't know how to edit. So I, they'll probably never see the light of day, but like in, in a perfect world, I would edit these things and, uh, put them out on a YouTube channel or something. But, um, so that was, that was one of the reasons, another reason is for the attention span of the the, the attendee or the participant I'm watching and then the um, the ease kind of an easier editing process if we if and when we get to that so I say you know try to try to focus on a pretty much uninterrupted 20 minutes and then we can shut the cameras off and we can get personal with Q&A so that's one of the things another thing that we've done is um, at a campfire in Joshua Tree um, I think it's the first one we did in 2018 someone, one of the campers wanted to start doing breakout sessions. And so something for me is I really like the downtime. So originally we were, we were doing six, one hour slots, three hours on, or three, one hour slots on Saturday and three, one hour slots on Sunday. And then when we started doing, incorporating the breakout sessions, it felt a little full. So we were doing those three on each day plus two breakout sessions. Um, and so it kind of reduced a little bit of what I considered the downtime. Uh, which to me is like, again, like I said earlier, that's where the magic happens. So um, the breakout sessions were great. They got a lot of, out of it and they got a lot of fee- good feedback from that. But, and again, that's just the, the attendees wanted to do it. They had the time, they put it together. They got a lot of good, um, good out of it. So now I didn't want to take those away. So when it, earlier, whenever I was talking about, we have four to six um, speakers now. We started out with six, um, but now we have four plus the breakout sessions. So we still kind of have a little bit more free time um, to just kind of hang out and go rest, take a nap or take a walk or, or whatever you want to do. So those are two, two refinements. Nice. And, and I, I, I think I probably already agreed to the downtime portion, but it does allow people to like go on hikes in the cool areas that we're in and then not feel so busy. Like another conference, you know, it's filled uh, eight hours of like lectures basically where you can't really talk to anyone. I mean, I don't want to sit and listen to someone talk for that long and Carl's going later. So I'll have to sit through that. Luckily it's just 20 minutes of me and then we'll get to ask real questions. Sorry, I'm just picking on you. It's fine. I should have paid more attention to Steven because as you were saying that this, uh, feeling of horror came up in my <laughs> stomach because I know, so Mr. Waffles on Wednesday, Mr. Wall spoke yesterday and he had 20 slides and I counted mine this morning and I have 120. So wow. I have to, yeah, so I've got about 10 seconds per slide. If I'm doing that math correct in my head, if I'm going to make it worth where I go for 20 minutes or I'll just have to talk very quickly. I need to clap every 10 seconds and like keep you on pace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I apologize in advance, Steve. No, it's all good. I'm sure uh, you're going to be the exception. We're going to be super tuned in for the entire hour. <laughs> I'll be the exception in one way or another. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so. How many uh, camps have you done so far? I think this is my 23rd camp. Okay. And let's let's talk about some success stories. So we talk about the people that we've met. Carl had mentioned, you know, he's made uh, like lifelong friends through some of these just weekend events, which is pretty amazing. So can you share some stories of people that came to camp and maybe they've done something later or they were just interesting? 
Yeah, one that stands out. Um, I, there's there's a few, and there's probably hopefully there's a number that I don't know about. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the point of this whole thing is just to kind of people get together, energize each other, and then go their way. And then however that ripple effect, you know, goes out, it goes out. And so hopefully there's a, there are a lot of success stories that I don't know about, uh, but there's a few that I do, or at least what I consider success stories. And one of them is, um, you know, there was a, a woman who down in Florida who brought her um, partner. And I think that he really wasn't into the uh, finances the way she was. And you could kind of tell. Like, uh, she, she was super into it and, and, and every now and then you'll see, you've, you've probably read blog, um, blogs or heard podcasts where the, there's always, there's typically, um, you know, one spouse or one partner is more into it than the other. And there's this little conversation of how do you get them on board and all that. So, um, this is kind of that in real life. So she brought, uh, her partner, he didn't seem too into it. You know, we did the introductions Friday night I mean, he, he did fine on there and, and then, but as like socializing and hanging out was happening, you could tell that he was just, he didn't seem as into it. Like he wasn't unpleasant or anything. Like he was fine. He just wasn't as into it as other people. Um, but as the weekend progressed, like he got a little more, um, he participated in a little more things and seemed to his mood changed a little bit. And so to me, that was great. And then I was a few months later, I saw her at FinCon and she came up to me and she said before that weekend, she they had dated, I guess, been together for maybe a number of years. And a concern of hers was that they were not really on the same page financially. And after that weekend, they kind of got closer in that area of their you know relationship and they were engaged. And so I think before that camp, like she was kind of nervous maybe about moving forward with the relationship. Um, but afterwards, like they got a little closer in that area and that reduced that hesitancy and um, so then they went on and I, I believe they're married now. So to me, that was great. Like I almost shed a tear. She was telling me about it. And it's like, that's, it's good to see that kind of thing. You know, it, it matters to people and money's important. Um, you know, what I guess you read or you've learned and many, probably many of your listeners have, have learned that, you know, a lot of relationship issues might stem from money. And so if you can be on the same page then that's, that's a great, uh, part of your foundation for your relationship. So, so that, that to me was a wonderful success story. Yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. I didn't know where it was going to go. I thought it was going to break up the relationship. And then she met someone else who was better at the camp. But <laughs> I mean, both of those would have been great, but I'm glad it turned out fine for her with her partner at the time. That's great. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't have any marriage stories yet from camp where people have met. Not yet. Not yet. Not. Are there many, are there many hookups? Would you say, is this a good uh, singles scene? Uh, I don't know. No, okay. I wouldn't say no. I, I wouldn't say I, I, I've met people. And I mean, I think other people have like met friends and, and things like that. But as far as, uh, anything that's led to maybe a marriage or, uh, like a serious relationship, I, I'm not aware of. Yeah. <laughs> good answer. Good straight answer. I was going to say people are discreet around here, but I think it's an older group. Is this sort of an older crowd? That because I'm I'm 42. I think a lot of us are in like our 40s ish. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of like couples, and you know, at this particular one compared to some others, um, there typically are a lot of like single, like uh, not single, but like one half of a couple will mm -hmm. come. 
uh, they're like the, my spouse just isn't into this. I'm just going to come and, and hang out and that's cool. Um, but no, I, I haven't noticed that this particular, uh, group here is any older than okay. or younger than any of the other groups, but it's a, it's a good group. Yeah. We span. I mean, we have a 15 year old here who's, <laughs> we have kids, like yeah. there's, there's two babies, like. They average it all out. They, yeah. they, they bring the average age down. So we're, do. we're, we're super young here. Just to be clear, the 15-year-old came with her parents, right? Right. Okay. Right. But you know what? We did have um, one earlier this year in Virginia, a camp. Um, a guy in high school came without his parents. He just, I don't know where he heard about it or anything, wow. but he just, he called me up and he's like, uh, or he started texting me out of the blue, asked me about it. I was like, yeah, you know, um, this is what it is and come on out. And uh, then I saw a ticket got purchased and I texted him back. I was like, is this you? Because I didn't even know the guy's name, but it was the timing. I was, thought it might be him. It's like, yeah, it's me. I was like, okay, cool. And then he called me and uh, he's like, yeah, I'm in high school. I'm just trying to, you know, make sure I start out on the right foot and I don't make any mistakes. And I want to learn from all the people who have, have made all the mistakes. And so he's like really early on in his journey, obviously. And I, to me, I was like, I got off the phone. I was telling my kids, I was like, kids you know there's like another kid almost your age who is uh, into this and then it's cool so i was trying to get wow. some credibility with my kids but, <laughs> you know it, I, I don't think it worked very good any other success stories come to mind um yeah yeah uh i guess i can say her name because she's been interviewed on the choose five podcast and maybe some others but um christine there's a, a young woman named christine who was from nashville who came to one in florida i don't know if that was one that you went to carl but um you know, again, you know, I say the, the little side conversations and, you know, the talks around the campfire when we were able to have them. And, you know, that's where the magic happens, apparently. And I didn't know this until well after the fact either. But someone else there gave her um, some advice on uh, to start a business. And so she's there in Nashville now. Um, the pandemic obviously hurt a lot of businesses um, downtown in Nashville. But she does a food tour business now. And I think it's ranked in like the top five or ten in Nashville. Um, and, and she, I've heard her credit the advice that she got from someone at a camp five. And to me, that's really cool too. It's just, um, and again, I hope, to, I hope that happens like that. Cause again, that's the whole point is, you know, where we kind of get in our routines at home and we, get, we, we have these dreams or we have these ideas that we want to like make take a chance on. Um, but we just don't do it for whatever reason. Maybe it's because we don't have someone on ear saying, hey, it's possible or you can do it or or whatever. But um, what I got from my first event like this, you know, the Camp Mustache that I went to was this idea that so many things are possible um, and you can take a risk and it's OK. And uh, and and it's nice to see other people who come to these camps are getting that same type of experience and they're going out there and they're taking risks and they're turning into great experiences and increasing the quality of life for, for people. Do you have a question? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you alluded to this a little bit, but if I were to summarize a campify in one word, I would say that word would be community. It's probably the most underappreciated, but the most important aspect of, the whole fire journey because what we do, what we buy, how we act is defined by who we surround ourselves with. So the the house we buy, the people who we choose to spend our time with, uh, what we do on weekends, all that's determined by our friends. And that's what these campifies really build. They build a community. I was talking to people on lunch today who are 
my neighbors, these people live within 10 miles of me and I've never talked to them again, or I've never talked to them before. These awesome people are right close to me, but now they'll be friends. I already invited them over for dinner and my life is going to be better for it. There's not one of these. I always make the joke, you'll have conference friends, if maybe a work conference. Oh yeah, we'll keep in touch. And then you never do that. It's the last time you ever have any communication with those folks. But there's people at every Campify that I've ever been to that I continue to talk to. And when I go to their neck of the woods, I meet up with them and maybe even stay at their house. And likewise, the same thing happens. So yeah, I can't under, I can't under, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, <clears throat> I can't stress the importance of the community enough. And that's what Campify, Campify is about for me. So there are the speakers, but the important part is the downtime and the conversations you have at lunch or at two in the morning, whenever you're doing what those people are doing. Well, I'm asleep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. It's, it's good to see that, um, that that's, you're getting community out of it too. Cause again, that's the purpose. We can, we can go to these blogs and we can Google and we can Wikipedia and we can do all these other things, but those are, you know, to get the, the information of how to re, to go, you know, get there from where we're at. Um, and, you know, whatever the next step and, you know, analyze our plans and all that. But there really is, is just no substitute for just, just person-to-person interaction. Mm-hmm. Are there any things that are surprising as a result of running these? Um, and it could be, you know, personal or like on a grander scale, just anything where you just weren't expecting that result or impact to your life? Oh, to my life. Um or, or in general, yeah. if you can't think of any for, for yourself personally. Like unexpected things that have come from this. Let's see. Have you had any like offers to partner with people that seemed like a good idea or people just reached out to you and they thought, hey, it's really great what you're, what you're doing or, you know, something like that? Yeah. No, I mean, I do get a lot of positive feedback. You know, it's um, one thing I am surprised. I'll say this is... uh Whenever I first started, one, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was just like, hey, I, okay, so here, here's the thing. is like, I just kind of did it on faith. Like, it's going to all work out um, with a little bit of support from Emma, like I said before. It's like, if she says it's good and some of the other organizers say that, you know, it's worth taking a chance on, just go do it. And so I just took that and ran with it. And, and I didn't know um, if it was going to be my first or, and last event that I ever did because I've never done it before. Um, so what I did is I just was like, man, you know, I'm kind of early on in my FI journey and getting used to, to all the, the different topics and there's some things I want to learn. So I just kind of created the panel or the uh, speakers were things like that. Just, I was interested in, like we had, a we had, a Brooks, who's a guy who was putting together co-housing, um, in Gainesville, Florida. And I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, I'm interested in co-housing. Do you want to speak? about this co-housing project that you're putting together in Gainesville. And he's like, yeah, like, okay, great. I don't know if anybody else there is going to want to even hear about co-housing, but I do. So let's do that. And then, um, travel hacking, you know, travel, you know, uh, credit cards, you know, things like that. Um, I didn't, I knew a lot of people did it and that's kind of in this community, but I never got into it. And so it was a little intimidating for me. So I was just like, you know, I reached out to Brad Barrett who had never, I think at the time he did Richmond Savers and Travel Miles 101. And it was a little bit before the Choose FI podcast started. So I reached out to him and I was like, this is what I'm doing. You want to come down and speak and basically give me a one, a travel hacking 101 lesson. Um, and everybody else there too, you know, if the other people do show up and, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. 
It's like, okay, cool. So that's kind of how like I created that lineup and, and there were some other, other people who said yes. And so it was a great thing. And so I just kind of created it for like what I would want. Cause to me, I looked like the tip, I, I figured that the typical person who was going to come to this would be, you know, somebody like me, you know, who was just wanting to get, get into it, get connected and, and learn a little bit more. And so that's sort of how I shaped that thing and um, that camp. And like, I was just really surprised, like how well it turned out. And, and uh, again, it was all new to me and it was just like taking a chance. And I remember, uh, and this is okay. This is a personal thing. Um, I remember that, like, I was so nervous the whole time while people were showing up and, and I like, memorized the name list because I wanted to make sure I knew everyone's names and, and um, like trying to help them take their bags to their rooms and everything. And, and again, it's all new, new experience for me. Um, and I don't have like hospitality experience or anything like that. So I was super nervous, didn't know how anybody was going to uh, take the experience. But then I think it was a Saturday night and I walked in and to dinner and like, it was just like this, everybody's talking and having a good time and smiling and laughing. And uh, I just remember being like very overwhelmed. I was like, man, this is a good thing. You know, so, so that, that mode, at that point, I realized like this could be a thing that we can keep trying to do. Um, people are getting value out of it. Um, but I was, I was surprised at like how overwhelmed I was at that point. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then, you know, again, just the fact that, uh, you know, here we are four years later, like 2017 is when I did my first one and this is 2021, you know, so four and a half years later, we're still doing it. Started out with 38. We, we've had camps up to 70 people. I think probably over the last four and a half years, we've had 1,200 people attend these camps. I haven't gone back and looked at, um, you know, like people who have come like more than once or anything mm -hmm. like that and, and, and done that. But, you know, at least 1,200 um, spots, you know, and, and that's amazing to me. And it's weird that I get to be that guy, yeah. you know, that, that was able to kind of do my little part to contribute to um the Phi community and sort of helping strengthen and, and make it grow kind of like in real life for people. So, um, you know, I'm not a blogger, I'm not a podcaster, you know, I have my own like life that I'm doing back home in Georgia. Um, and, but, but this really is a fulfilling thing for me just to kind of just play my part in supporting something that I really believe in that makes people's lives better. It's beautiful. I'm looking out the window where you can, we're here at the retreat center. I'm looking out and, uh, a buck just passed by with this huge wreck of uh, antlers. There's people playing spike ball. There's kids playing chess. So uh, I think of what you just said, Stephen, with watching those first 38 people at dinner for the first night ever. And then this is a continuation of it right here. And there's uh, Mr. Waffles with his baby. I mean, what a beautiful scene right out here. So you've created something special, Stephen. This is wonderful. Well, thank you. You know that I got a lot of support, you know, and you're one of those people that have been to a number of these and, and you help advertise whenever we're, we have some camps coming up and, uh, you know, and, and you're not the only one. There are a lot of people who are very supportive of this, this project. And so obviously I couldn't do it without you guys. Um, so, but thank you for, for all the support that you've given over the years. And, um, and thanks to everybody else, all the speakers and all the attendees who've come in the past. And, uh, now that we're coming out of the the pandemic and we're seeing attendance back up. Um, I'm optimistic that we'll be able to keep this thing going for, for an indefinite amount, you know, into the end of the future. Awesome. Are there any, I guess, upcoming plans, anything new or things that you're excited about for uh, other than 
having full attendance and being able to, we actually have a little buffet, which I was surprised. So you're like, it's like a, it's like a Ryan's uh, buffet. Like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? The Ryan's, uh, Carl didn't know these Ryan's steakhouses, terrible food, but I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. We have one that now one of Robin's it's uh, been re yeah, I, I enjoyed going there, but now it's like been completely remodeled. It's a fancy sushi place now at, at Warner Robins there where I live. And, um, every time I drive by, I'm like, I remember Ryan's. That was, that was good. I don't even know. Do Ryan's exist anywhere? I, I don't know. I, I am not <laughs> sure. It may have just been our little uh, corner of the world there. Gone the way of Quincy's or. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I, I think I had a question in there and then I started to talk about Ryan's. Oh, the buffet. Yeah, the buffet. Um, Oh, any new stuff coming up, things that you're excited about uh, in the future, any format changes or anything like that. And there's more Camp camp FIs coming up this year, so why don't you say where and when those are as well, in addition to what Doug asked. Okay. Um, No, as far as format changes go, I'm a simple person. Like, if it seems to be working, then I'm not going to try to, you know, fix something that doesn't seem broken. Um, but I'm open to suggestions, you know, Doug and Carl, if, if you guys have any suggestions on some format changes in the future, I'm, I'm all ears. Um, but the, yeah, later on this year, we have a few, I tried to do camp fives if possible, um, on three day weekends, like federal holiday type weekends. So people who are working don't have to take as much time off. Um, so Labor Day is the next one. It's going to be, uh, just outside of, um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, at a city called Marine on St. Croix. Uh, it's Labor Day weekend, I think it's September 3rd. And we have, yeah, so we have three more left for this year. We have the Labor Day weekend, uh, that's Camp 5 Midwest in Minnesota. We have um, Camp 5 Texas, which is October 22nd, and a little place between San Antonio and Austin. And that one, we're actually going to have limited attendance uh, due to availability, lodging availability at the uh, retreat center. It's going to be a beautiful place, but we only have 40, 40 spots available for that one. And then um, we have, we're, I think we're pretty much sold out for the Joshua Tree one uh, in California. Uh, that's Camp Five Southwest, and that's that's kind of a cool spot. You know, what I mean, like uh, I've never been. I'm just a, a guy from Georgia who didn't travel much when I was younger. I was in the Navy and the Air Force, and so I got to see some other places. But I'd never been out in the desert. And uh, the first camp that we did out there, I tell you what, man, if you go out there at night and look up at the sky, the stars, it's just it's it's beautiful. And you you've been to that one, right? I have not. You have not. I, I want to. It's a campify bucket list. I know for me. Yeah, yeah. So to me, it's like yeah, the community, the, the talks are good, all that you know stuff's great the camp but you just go out there and look up at the stars man it's, it's beautiful um so something i had never seen before so that was really really neat but yeah so we have those three camps and um we still have spots available for the camp Fi midwest and and the camp Fi in texas so you can go to campfi.org and, and see what this the upcoming schedule is and get links to the registration pages there i'm probably a little bit biased here because i'm from the midwest but i was at the campify one the the Midwest went a couple of years ago, and I thought it was wonderful. The setting was beautiful. That was a that was a great one. They're all good, but that one is a little bit special to me. So green and right right near the river that separates Wisconsin and Minneapolis, I think, or not Minneapolis, Minnesota. Right. I swear I'm from the. Midwest. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, that one was great. Yeah. So I, when the first time we went there, um, you know, they have the retreat center. They they have canoes and kayaks and stuff that you can take into the river. Um, and I'd never been to Wisconsin before. 
And I didn't know that on the other side of the river is just Wisconsin. So I just went and got in the boat, went over there, jumped out, touched the, touched the ground. I was like, okay, I've been to Wisconsin. And I came back. So, <laughs> you know, I can add that state to the number of states that I've been to. Do you, do you know my underwear story from Campify Midwest? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, I was there. Um, but I don't, I'll let you tell it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it really quickly. This isn't indicative of the things that normally go on at a Campify, <laughs> but there was a, there was a swimming hole and I had to give my talk and a bunch of people were in there. So I went over there, not with the intention of swimming, but then it looked so good. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I really want to go for a swim. This will help calm me down before my talk. But I just had shorts on in my underwear. I'm like, you know, I don't want to get my underwear wet. It might have been my last my last pair. I didn't have enough. So I discreetly found a tree and took them off and just wore my shorts. No, no skinny dipping. No one needs to see that. So then somewhere along the way, I didn't realize it, but I had... <laughs> I had left my underwear there in the woods and another attendee comes back with a stick. Uh, she knew what I would, do. I think she knew what I had done. She's like, yeah, I think these belong to you. And there's my underwear hanging there on a stick, but, uh, yeah, good times. it's, it's a clean event. Um, yeah, don't, it is. don't think otherwise. Yeah. It's, it's family friendly. I don't, um, I don't really do any niche campfires you know people are like hey you could do this kind of campfire or, you know focus on a certain area but to me i really wanted to i try to maintain all inclusive you know everybody um everybody's welcome so, no, so i heard no, the no. campfire nudist camp that's that's a rumor that's not true no truth oh, to it. oh wow i heard that <laughs> yeah it is a rumor i'd be interested to to learn more about that i guess yeah. <laughs> naked finance <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just made that up right now. Steven is no way responsible or had that idea <laughs> that I know of. We'll have to rebrand like he did. Yeah, maybe this is a niche yeah. a niche side project for you, Doug. There you go. We'll look into it. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to think about this a little bit harder. <laughs> All right. And any other questions, uh, Carl? Uh, that's it for me. I just want to thank you, Stephen, for doing this all these weekends. Like I said, this is my fifth one, and they've all been spectacular. I'm so happy to have been able to be a part of them. So thank you, Stephen. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. And we'll um, we'll put links for everything so people could just go to the website and get more information for uh, any of the upcoming events, right? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen.